finding the sponsorships. One second. We begin by thanking our sponsors of the DAF. We thank those who sponsored all the Shurim for the month. We thank Dr. Steve and Dr. Terry Zim for sponsoring all the Shurim in loving memory of Steve's father, Albert Zin Banim Tzvi Ben Chaim on his 18th yard site. We also thank Leah Saul for sponsoring all the Shurim of the month, as is Chos for a full Shlema for her daughter, Ilana Basester, and for all the wounded in Eretz Israel. May all of our soldiers be safe. Amen. We also thank Jonas and Rachel Wolf for sponsoring all the Shurim as a schos for Rafua Shlema and lasting Rafua for Rafal Yitzchak Baruch Ben Esther. We also thank Jerry and Sarah Walaski for sponsoring all the Shurim as a schos for Rafua Shlema for Zachariah Dov Ben Peral Shira. And we thank Ed and Iris Miller for sponsoring all the Shurim for the month in the Zechus for the Holy Soldiers of the IDF and in the merit of our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael. In the Zechus of our Talmud Torah this morning, all those who need a refuah should have refuah, all those, all those neshamas should have an aliyah, and all those who are being misfiled should have the Yeshua bin Heir of Akarov. Today's daf is Kiddushin daf Ayin Chas, Kiddushin 78. We are coming close to the end of the Masechta and to the end of the Seder, which is a very exciting milestone. We are going to start Adaf Ayin Chasim and Aleph from the second line. The Gemara says as follows, Amr of Yehuda. Yehuda teaches us, Kohen Gadol be'almana lo Everybody knows that a Kohen Gadol has a prohibition against who he's allowed to marry, and his prohibitions exceed those of a typical Kohen, and therefore a Kohen Gadol is not allowed to marry an almana. He can't marry a widow. If he does marry a widow, then halacha is, he gets two separate pairs of malchus. He gets lashes twice. Achas b'shum lo yikach. One, because he violated the mitzvah of lo yikach. He violated the mitzvah of lo yikach because it says, almana ugrusha v'chalala zona lo yikach. So there's a violation of lo yikach. As well, v'achas b'shum lo yichalel. Another one, because he was michalel her. When he marries the almana, he causes her a problem because she now becomes mechola, she becomes um, defiled because, because of the fact that she was involved in an illegitimate marriage. Because again, she's an almana, she's not allowed to be married to a Kohen Gadol. Therefore, she becomes defiled through this marriage. And under those circumstances, um, he gets Malchus. So he gets Malchus once for violation of Lo Yikach, another for the violation of Lo Yichalo. Okay, Meshi? The Gemara says, okay, that all makes sense. So, okay, all this is related to him. So he violated Lo Yikach because he married a woman he shouldn't, have, he shouldn't have married. He violated the Isser of Lo Yichalel because he defiled her. How about the fact that he engages in a relationship with her which can produce a child, and that child becomes a Chalel, so maybe he should get a third pair of Malchus because of the Lo Yichalel Zaro because he is potentially going to create a child that's going to be a chalal. So that's another isser. Let him get three sets of lashes. It is referring to a case where he was intimate with her, but he did not finish the intimacy with her. Now the halacha is, with regard to a marriage, just the beginning of an intimate action is enough to complete the marriage. 
But in order for it to be considered a bia with regard to creating a child or the potential to, to create a child, a person cannot create a child unless the act of the bia is completed. In this case, it's talking about he, that he did not complete the act of bia. The implication of the Gemara is that if he would have completed the bia, if it would be a full, com, a complete bia with Hitzas, Zerah, under those circumstances, indeed he would get three sets of Malchus. So if he had a complete bia, he would get Malchus, number one, for violation of Liyikach, number two, for defiling her, number three, for the potential that he'll create a child that will become a chalal. Again, the, the, the implication of this Gemara is that even if we don't know that she became pregnant through this interaction, or that she may not have become pregnant, but the mere fact that she can become pregnant through this interaction is enough for him to be chayev Malchus. The reason why I'm saying that is because anytime we're talking about, we're not just talking about violating an Isser, we're talking about giving him Malchus. Malchus is an action through a basin, and something like that can't take place unless, unless there's going to be a Hasra, a proper warning. If we need to have different variables involved in the warning, that would be considered a Hasra suffix. person, when they give a Hasra, a proper warning, they have to say, if you're going to do this action, the result of your action is going to be as follows, and you'll get Malchus. Now you can't say, if you're going to do this action, it depends. If something like this happens, you'll get Malchus. If something like that happens, you won't get Malchus. That's called Hasra Safik. You're giving a warning which really depends on a number of different variables. Under such a circumstance, you can't get Malchus. So therefore, it seems like this from this Gemara, if he did complete the Bia, then there would be a third set of Malchus, which... It, which indicates that even if we're not certain that she'll become pregnant through this interaction, nevertheless, that would be enough for him to get the third set of Malkus. Masav Rava. Rava has the following question. Amana ugrusha loke mishum If a person marries a woman who happens to be a widow and a divorcee, so she's been married before she got divorced and she became a widow, so she's not qualified to marry a Kohen Gadol. Now, what, what does it say? It says he shemos. Sounds like he gets Malchus what, once because she's an Almana, once because she is a Grusha. My love, Shnei Shemos Vesulo. It sounds like she just get he gets two Malchus, one because she's an Almana, one because she's a Grusha. But according to our Gemara, the Kohen Gadol marries an Almana, he gets two Malchus just because she's an Almana. So in this case, he should get four sets of Balkas. He should get two because she's an Amana, and two because she's a Grusha. So why does it say, Yeshu Shnei Shemos? The Gemara says, Lo, Shnei Shemos Alzeh, Shnei Shemos Alzeh. When the Gemara says, he gets Malkus because of two reasons, it means two plus two, and therefore, yes, this guy's going to be pretty, pretty well beaten up by the time we're done with this. The Gemara says, hold on a second. Yihachi, If that's the case, he gets four sets of Malkus when he marries a woman who is an Almana and a Grusha, let's learn the end of that price. It says over there that she's a Grusha v'chalutza. If she had chalitza, that means that her husband died before she had any children. She fell to Yibam and instead she did chalitza. So she got herself out of marrying her brother-in-law by doing chalitza. And then she got divorced. It says over there, The mission over there ends up by saying he only gets Valkus once for marrying this one. Hold on a second. If that's the case, it should say, it should say, again, there should still be two. 
because of the violation of marrying of marrying a grusha. Again, in Acha sounds like in this case it's limited to one, but from from the fact that she's a grusha, there should still be two. He's only chayiv for the violation of marrying one of these people. In other words, she's a grusha and a chalutza. What the end of the Mishnah is telling us is that there's no issue mit oraisa of marrying a chalutza. And therefore, the two sets of malchus that he's going to get is only going to be because he marries a grusha, not because of the fact that she is a chalutza. In other words, but she's, he still will get Two sets of malchus, one because of lokide, because of of lo yikach, and the other one because of lo yichalo. And indeed, there would be two sets of malchus. And the chiddush at the end of that mishnah is that there's no malchus for marrying a chalutza because that is midrabanan. The Gemara says, the Gemara says, hold on a second. Are you actually telling me that there's no malchus for marrying a chalutza? And that means that a kohen who marries a chalutza. Does not get Malchus because there's no there's no biblical prohibition for a coming to marry a chalutza. But Tanya, we have a Bryce which says Grusha. There's a prohibition for a coming to marry a divorcee. Ainly ella Grusha. The, the the implication of the pasuk is that only if she is a Grusha chalutza minayin. How do I know that a coin is prohibited from marrying a chalutza? Tamalomar veisha. The pasuk says veisha. The additional vav. Which was which is unnecessary includes a chalutza. So now, if there's a there is an extra word in the Torah which tells us to add in a chalutza, so then it seems like it would be midaraisa. Where it says midrabanan v'kros alma, the prohibition for going to marry a chalutza is an isra midrabanan, and they just leaned their din midrabanan on a pasuk. In other words, it's not clear that this midaraisa. This really opens up a discussion, a wider discussion, for what is the Smach to be Alma. And there's a very famous Ritva, Masechus Rosh Hashanah, where the Ritva says that whenever we find this concept that something is Midrabanan, the cross Smach to be Alma, what that really means is that the Torah gave Chazal certain halachos and said it only becomes Nismi Daraisa once Chazal reveal it to us. So it's an interesting opinion. It's a very big chiddush from the Ritva, because Ritva essentially elevates every time the Pasuk, the Gemara says that it's Midrabanan v'kraus machta be'alma to say that it's essentially an Isimidoraisa. However, it was an Isimidoraisa that was placed in the hands of Chachamim to either enact or not to enact. If they enact this din, it becomes this Midoraisa and they fit into the Pasuk. The simple understanding is not like that. The simple understanding is the Chazal felt the importance, the need, to institute certain dinami drabanan, and in order to give it more strength, they gave it more strength by saying, by the way, I want you to know, it's not just coming from Thanir, look at the Pasuk. The Pasuk actually indicates that there's room for more additions over here, and this is a perfect example. We have an example over here, where the Pasuk says, V'isha, grusha v'chalutza, V'isha, and the V'isha, the extra V'isha, that is used, it doesn't say chalutza in the Pasuk, ve'isha, grusha, it says, ve'isha, it doesn't have to say ve'isha, Chazal say the fact that it says an extra vo over there is where we found our source to add in an extra case, and therefore it does remain midrabanan, practically speaking, we see from our Gemara that it's treated like a drabanan, there's not going to be malchus for a Kohen who marries a chalutza, but if he does marry a grusha, then there will be two sets of malchus, one because of lo yikach, another one because of lo yichal. 
And potentially there could be a third one if he has a complete deal with her. Amr Abayah. Abayah goes on to say, Kidesh, what if he just did Kiddushin? Allah is loka, Because as we said before, that there is a separate Isser to marry her. So he says, which is essentially a problem because it's written not but he says, and Abaya immediately comes in and says, Malchus, even though he did not have Bia. Baal, if he has Bia with her, Loka. So according to Abaya, the Kiddushin and the Bia are independent. You don't need one or the other. The Kiddushin's a problem, and there's a separate Malchus for the Kiddushin. The is a problem, and this is a, there's a separate Malchus for the Bia. Kiddush Loka, if he, if he, if he is Mekadosh, or if he marries her, he gets Malchus, Mishum Lo Yikach, because the Pasuk clearly says Lo Yikach, and he violated that. Baal Loka, if he has Bia with her, the Halacha is he gets Malchus. Why? Mishum Lo Yichal, the Pasuk clearly says Lo Yichal. So therefore, according to Abaya, the Bia and the Kiddushin are independent of one another, and therefore the Malchus can be separate. Rava Amar, Rava says, hold on a second, Baal Loka, Lo Baal in a Loka. Rava essentially says, the whole thing depends on whether there's going to be Bia. In other words, yes, there is a violation of Lo, lo Yikach, but says Rava, if he's not going to eventually have Bia with her, then there's no, there's no Malchus altogether. Why Mishum Dachsiv Lo Yikach Velo Yichalal? Rava says the pasuk says Lo Yikach Velo Yichalal, and the Rav understands Matam Lo Yikach. What's the reason why he's not allowed to marry her? Mishum Lo Yichalal, because if he does marry her, he's going to defile her. Now, therefore, says Rava, if he doesn't end up having the bia with her, he doesn't defile her. So therefore, even though he was mekadisher and he shouldn't have, but it's really Waiting, it's dependent on him defiling her. If he's not going to be mechalal her, there's not going to be any malchus altogether. Now the Gemara says, Umoda Abaya, Abaya who told us that they're independent, is going to agree with machzir grushaso, sheim kidesh v'lobal sheinoloka. If a person, this is referring even to a Yisrael, the halacha is that if a Yisrael divorces his wife, there's a mitzvah to be machzir grushaso, to marry her again afterwards. However, that mitzvah actually only extends to the point that she did not marry somebody else. If she did marry somebody else, then not only is there no mitzvah for him to remarry her, she's, he's not allowed to remarry her. So here we have an example of a, a forbidden relationship for a Yisrael, a master Grishase. In, in the Nabai explains, because it says in the Pasuk, Lekachta lios lo leisha amorachmana. Vahaleka so Abaya says, in, that, in such a case, it says clearly, and that's not possible, and therefore Abaya says it's going to depend on that she should be able to be an eligible person to be married. Modarava, Rava will agree, but Kohen Gadol Ba'almana, when talking about a Kohen Gadol marrying an Almana, if he has, if he has Bia with her, the low Kidesh, and he did not marry her. In that case, even though Rava usually says that they're dependent on one another, in such a case, Shaloka, he will get Malchus. Why? Because in that, in that case, there is a Pasuk, which is clear. It says, Lo yichalol zaro ba'amav amarach manav ha'arehu chilo. Pasuk tells us he should not defile 
the children in the nation. And ultimately, if he has Bia, that is what it takes in order to be Michal to defile the children. And therefore, even if there's no condition, it's a problem. The Shnei they both agree. The Both agree that if we're talking about a person who re- returns his divorced wife in a case where he's not allowed to, in other words, where she married somebody else, if all he did was Bia and not Kedushin She'en there is no Malchus the person has a intimate relationship with the woman that he divorced who already married someone else. Again, it's talking about where she got divorced from that second person or the second, or the second husband died. In such a case, there's no Malchus if there is that Bia. Why? Because Derech Likuchin Asra Torah, the Torah only forbid, or forbade that relationship in a case where it is Derech Likuchin through marriage. If there's no marriage there, it's just simply that having a physical interaction in such a case is not going to be Malchus for the Isser of Machzir Grushasa. The Gemara continues. Going back to the Mishnah that we had on the top of yesterday's Amr. So the Mishnah again, just a quick reminder, told us that Bas, we're just going to quickly recap so we remember what we're talking about. We talked about the top of Ayin Zayin, said Baschal Zachar Pesula Minakahuna. The, the daughter of a male chalal, so a chalal is the product of an illegitimate Kohanic marriage. Halach over there is the male children maintain the status of chalal. And the, the mission to continue Yisrael Shnasa Chalala, if Yisrael marries a chalala, Bito Keshera. That's the exclusion. In other words, it follows down the male path, but the female path, she could, she could clean up the chalal status. By marrying a Yisrael. And then the Mishnah says, Chalosh Nasa Bas Yisrael, Fachal, male Chal marries Bas Yisrael, Bito Pesula, his daughter maintains the status of Chal, and therefore she's Pesula. Now Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Bas Gerzachar, Kebas, sorry, Bas Gerzachar, Kebas Chal Zachar. Yud has this Chiddush that the same thing is true with the daughter of a male convert. The Gemara goes on to explain. The Gemara is now going to go through a number of different cases we were trying to learn this from, and we're going to make a bunch of comparisons. It's not as complicated as you might think it is. Just hold your head together, and we will, Amir Hashem, get through this very exciting piece of Gemara. The male, the, the, a, a male, in other words, what he says is, a male convert is is equal, is pretty much similar to a male chalol, and therefore the, the daughter will maintain that status. Tanya, Yehuda Omer, Basker Zachar, Kabas Chalol Zachar, the daughter of a male, a male ger is the same thing as a male Zachar. Hadinosin explains this is just something which is a logical inference. It's a Kabachomer we can understand just by, by learning other halachas. Ma chalol, if you look at a chalol, Shabami Tifa Kishera, a chalol. Came from a tifa kashera. In other words, the relationship was from someone who was kosher from a kohen, and still the halacha is bito pesula. His child is going to be problematic. Ger shabami tifa pesula. A ger whose parents were not Jewish and odim shabito pesula would make sense. Again, the the halal came from a regular kohen marriage. His, his, his father was a kosher Kohen, and still his child maintains the status of a, of a Chalol. So wouldn't you say, obviously, that if a 
child comes from a tipa psula, in other words, from a non-Jewish tipa, then the child will be puzzled. You know, didn't you beat the psula? Gemar says, hold on a second. You're missing a very important point. A halal, the creation, the conception of that child happened through a marriage which was prohibited. That marriage wasn't allowed to, allowed to take place. But the, in this case, we're talking about two non-Jews getting married and having a child. There's nothing wrong with that. There's no affair for two non-Jews to get married. So it's true that we might be, be referring to a tipa psula, which means that the parents weren't Jewish, but they didn't do anything wrong by getting married. That's what they're supposed to do. Gemara says, Kohen Gadol ba'amaniochia. Well, look at a Kohen Gadol na'amara. She'ein yitzira The Kohen Gadol, he married, he happened to have married na'amara, which was a problem. But his yitzira, the Kohen Gadol himself, there's nothing wrong with his yitzira, with his creation, and still be topsula, his, his daughter is going to be a problem. And so Gemara says, well, hold on. Ma'ala Kohen Gadol ba'amara, she'ein yitzira ba'avera. You're talking about a Kohen Gadol, how, getting married to an Amana, you, you're forgetting the fact that that interaction between the Kohen Gadol and the Amana is a problematic interaction. Go back to the case of Chalal. In that case, there's nothing wrong with it. There's no insert that takes place over there. But I didn't know saying, and we're just going to go back and forth and say, the case of Ger, Chalal, and Kohen Gadol, all those cases are going to be different. None of them are exactly the same. What is There's something different about all these relationships over here. Again, the Ger, parents weren't Jewish, talking about the, the Chalal, where there was a problem in the there was a problem in the in the conception, and then in the Kohen Gadol, there was a problem in the relationship. Ger as well is not Barovkal, is not part of the majority of the, of the congregation just because of his parents and therefore his daughter should be possible. Gemara says, hold on a second, that doesn't work. In the case of Chalol and Amor and Kohen Gadol, in both of those cases, there was a problem. The reason why the Chalol exists in the first place is because the marriage was illegitimate and therefore it produced the Chalol. The same thing is true by Amon and Gadol. There's a problem in that relationship. They're not allowed to be in this relationship together. Whereas, Agar, what's the problem? Nothing wrong was done there. His parents are, are not Jewish and therefore they engaged in a perfect relationship. And Baruch Hashem, this person decided to live, what's wrong with what, what happens over here? The Gemara says, you know what, you're right. We're not going to be able to prove it from those cases. We have to retract. Let's not say that we're learning anything from a Kohen Gadol who marries an Amana, because that's a problem. An Amana marrying a Kohen Gadol is a relationship which never should take place. Let's look at Mitzri Rishon. Allah is, a, a Jew is not allowed to marry a Mitzri in the first three generations. That means even if the Mitzri converts, still they are not Roy, Lavi, Bakal. They can't marry into the Jewish generation until three generations happen. So what happens? The Mitzri has to marry another Mitzri, and then the Mitzri has to marry another Mitzri, and then in the third generation they can marry Bakal Hashem. So now, Mitzri Rishon, the first generation of Mitzri, there's nothing wrong in that relationship. He marries another Mitzri. He's allowed to marry another Mitzri. He's Jewish. He marries another Mitzri, but still what happens? His child is a Mitzri Shani. And a Mitzri Shani can't marry a Jew. So we're talking about a case where there's no Isser in the relationship. 
He's a Mitzri, she's a Mitzri. They both marry each other as Mitzri Rishonim. There's nothing wrong in that marriage, but still the product is Mitzri Sheni, the second generation of Mitzri, is still going to be disqualified. Gemara says, well, you can't prove anything from there. Malha Mitzri Rishon, Shekane, in a royal of a Bekal. You're forgetting a very important point over here. A Mitzri Rishon can't marry into, into, into Kal Hashem. But a ger can. A typical ger can marry into Kal Hashem. So what's the comparison? The Gemara says, well, Chal You can prove it from Chal. Because he is royal of a Bekal. But Chazra Din, we're going to say the same thing again. Lori Izek, they're not exactly the same. There's something which is not like the majority of the Kal Hashem. Ubito Psula, and their daughter's going to be Pasal. Therefore, I'll bring in Ger and I'll say that since it's not Barov Kal, his daughter is going to be disqualified. Gemara says again, there's a problem with this. In all those cases, having that Bia, that relationship, is going to disqualify the person. When a person has a relationship with any of these people, it defiles the, the woman who's involved in that relationship. But no one's going to say, at least the Gemara thinks at this point, no one's going to say that if a Ger has a relationship with the Bas Yisrael, that that would have any problem with the Bas Yisrael being able to marry a Kohen. Gemara says, Behuda has this massive Chiddush, which is really singly owned by Behuda, which is that if a Bas Yisrael marries a convert, then that disqualifies her from marrying a Kohen, and therefore, since he holds of that halacha, he could actually build this comparison and find these common denominators between those cases, and therefore, he can make a ma'atzad, draw these common denominators, and then make his kalachomer, but again, that's going to be a Yehuda's halacha, but it's, that's not the typical halacha according to everybody else. Now, going back to the Mishnah again, the Mishnah went on and gave a number of different opinions. The Mishnah said, according to Rebbe ben Yaakov, he says, Yisrael shenosu giyores, Yisrael who marries a giyores, bito kesher kahuna. The daughter is able to marry a Kohen. The ger shenosu bas Yisrael, ger who marries a bas Yisrael, bito kesher kahuna. Avo ger shenosu giyores, but he says, if a ger marries a giyores, then bito pesul kahuna, the daughter cannot marry a Kohen. And then, echad ger, echad avadim, v'shachoram, afilu adis yudoros, that's what the Mishnah says, and then we have Yosef's opinion at the end, which is, Af ger, even a ger, who marries a ger, two converts to get married, and they have a child, Bito, Kishayr, Lekuhuna, that's the opinion of Rabbi, Huda, of, of Rabbi Yossi, sorry. Now the Gemara is going to analyze this. And Bilezer ben Yaakov Omer, Tanya, Mishnah brings a bracer. Shimon ben Yochai Omer, Shimon ben Yochai says, Giyores, Pichusa, Mibas, Shaloshanim, Viyom Echad, Kishayr, Lekuhuna. This is the biggest Kiddush out of everybody. According to Rabbi Ben Yochai, a Gioras, in other words, a girl who was born not Jewish, and she converted under the age of three years old in one day, she herself is kosher to Kahuna. And he brings a ride from a Pasuk. Now just like, what, what would be the logic behind this? The logic behind this is, if someone converts as an adult, so the assumption is, that that person was involved in relationships while they weren't Jewish, which would technically make the person, the, the woman, into a zona. Now, again, she wasn't Jewish, and therefore she was not keeping the halachas of the Torah. And therefore we assume that if she wasn't Jewish, not keeping the halachas of the Torah, then she has become a zona, and therefore she's disqualified from marrying a Kohen. Says Rishim Ben under the age of three, 
even if technically you could think that she had an intimate relationship at that age, that's not considered, that does not turn her into a zona because she's too young and the body is still developing. And the, the besulim will come back. Mm-hmm. Now he brings the raya from a pasuk. Shenemar for it says in the pasuk, "B'chol hataf benashim haf yulachem." Moshe Rabbeinu is talking to Klai Yisrael and Lachama in Midian. He said, "All the female children you should keep alive. You can keep them alive for yourself." Now, v'alo pinchas imahem. Pinchas was the kohen, and still Moshe said, "You can keep all the children alive." Now, if he's saying you keep all the children alive for you, that seems to say that you're going to marry them. So they'll get older and you'll marry them. Why are you, keeping them, why are you allowed to keep them alive to marry them? The answer seems to be because they'll, they will join Am Yisrael, they'll become converts, they'll become Gerim, and ultimately you'll be allowed to marry them. Now, if he was talking to everybody, Pinchas included, that means he was saying even Kohanim can marry these converts if these girls converted under the age of three. Now the Rabbanim who disagree with him say, Hachilachem doesn't necessarily mean that you'll keep them alive for yourself to get married to them. It means Lavadim Shvachas. Maybe they could either serve as Lavadim Shvachas or they could marry Lavadim Shvachas, but ultimately it doesn't necessarily mean that Pinchas HaKohen was able to marry them. The Gemara says, Kulan, all these opinions that we have, Mikra Echa Darshu. They darshan this from one pasuk and they understood it differently. What does the pasuk say? Amana ugrusha lo yikhu lehem nashim lenashim kiim besulos mizera base Yisrael. So this is the pasuk in Yecheskel. The pasuk says an almana and a grusha should not be lo yikhu lehem. This should not be taken by a kohen gadol as a wife. Rather, kiim besulos mizera base Yisrael. A Kohen Gadol is going to have to marry a Basula of virgin. Rabbi Yehuda Savar, Rabbi Yehuda says, Ad is kol zera mi Yisrael. Yehuda, who is the most strict, strict opinion, says, All of the conception needs to be mi Yisrael, so two Jewish parents. Yehuda, Rabbi Elezer ben Yaakov Savar, mi zera hafil mikta zera. Elezer ben Yaakov says, mi zera, that means even if part of the zera, that means one parent. Yosi Savar, Misha Nizru Bi Yisrael. Yosi says, doesn't have to be that the parents were always Jewish, it just means, Shenizru Bi Yisrael, which means that this child was conceived when both parents were Jewish. So therefore, if both parents, even if both parents are converts, but now they're Jewish, and therefore there's no problem. Shimon bin Yochai Savar, Misha Nizru Bi Yisrael. Who is the, the most lenient opinion says, even if this child's physical conception happened before she was Jewish, but if her, let's just call it the solidification of her basulit happened when she was Yisrael, that means she turned three as a Jewish girl, that's fine, and she can marry a Kohen Gadol. Now, now that we dash in this Pasuk, the Gemara is going to try to understand something in the Pasuk. Amalei Rav Nachman Rafa turns to the top of Ayin Chesam Hai Kra, this passage that we darshan, Reisha Pekoin Gadol, Vesefa Pekoin Hedyet. There's a problem with this passage. The first half seems to be talking about a Kohen Gadol, and then it switches. What, what does he mean? Because if you read the passage, the passage says, Va'almana ugrusha lo yikulahem nashim. Almana and grusha, if you can include the word almana, that by definition is referring to a Kohen Gadol, because there's no prohibition for a regular Kohen Hedyet to marry a, a, an Amana, 
it's only a Kohen Gadol. So clearly the Pasuk is referring to a Kohen Gadol. But if you keep on reading the Pasuk, it says, Ki imbesulos mizera beis Yisrael, v'almona shartia almona mi Kohen yikachu. The end of the Pasuk says, v'almona ashartia almona mi Kohen yikachu. And a girl, a woman who is a widow from a Kohen can marry a Kohen. So hold on. The beginning says you can't marry an, an Almana. The second, says, the second half of the Pasuk says you can marry an Almana. What's going on here? So now, it makes sense because the beginning must be talking about a Kohen Gadol. A Kohen Gadol cannot marry an Almana. This, the latter half of the Pasuk must be referring to a Kohen Hedyet who is allowed to marry a, an Almana. But the interesting thing that Gemara just points out is that Haikar Reisha B'Kohen Gadol and says that B'Kohen Hedyet. It just switches in the middle of the Pasuk without giving any, any warning that we're switching who we're talking about. Amar so you said back to him, Rama said, in, yeah, that's okay. This, this sometimes happens that a Pasuk can switch topics in the middle without giving us prior warning. Gemara says, the Kasuk Krahi, do you actually have Pasukim that are written like this where the Pasuk just switches in the middle and doesn't give any prior warning, Amar he said back to him, in, yes, we do have such Pasukim. We'll give you an example. The Pasuk says, the ner elokim terem yichpeh, the ner elokim, the fire of Hashem, terem yichpeh, will not go out, and it says, v'shmol shochev beheichal Hashem, and shmol will lie beheichal Hashem. Now, v'halo ein yeshiva ba'azara. So one second. The Pasuk is talking about the Ne'er Elohim, that it won't go out in the Azara. And it says, Shmuel Shochev Heichal Hashem, and Shmuel's going to be laying down, or sitting, or resting in the Heichal Hashem. Now, if it's both referring to being in the Azara, then Shmuel's not allowed to be lay, laying there. And the only person who's allowed to lay there, Elohim Malchem Beis David Bilbad. Shmuel's not part of the Malucha Beis David. So therefore, it can't be that the Ne'er the Pasuk was talking about, and Shmuel being Shochev, are in the same place. Ella, Ner Elohim, Terem Yichba Beheichal Hashem. The Ner Elohim is referring to in the Heichal Hashem. Veshmuel Shochev, where was he? Bimkomo, in his place, he was maintaining his place where he was. The Pasuk changes its tune in the middle. Now, going back to this Pasuk. Vahamana Shartia Almana, Mikoeng Yikafu. Let's just go back. What did the Pasuk in the Kaskal say? Then Almana, a widow who will be an Almana, will be a widow from a Kohen. Yikahu can marry another Kohen. Gemara says, hold on, something's wrong here. Mi Kohen in, mi Yisrael lo. A Kohen's only allowed to marry a widow if her husband that died was a Kohen. Never found that out before. Where did we hear this idea that a Kohen's allowed to marry a widow only if her husband was a Kohen? Gemara says, hachi kamar. Mi Kohen yikahu, which means mi shar Kohanim yikahu, which, in other words, it's not referring to the person who died. It means the Shah Kohanim, all other Kohanim, other than Kohen Gadol, are allowed to marry a widow. Tan Nami Hachi, we have a Bryce which states similarly, Mikohen Yikahu, when the Pasuk says Mikohen Yikahu, it doesn't mean that her husband was a Kohen, rather, Mishar Kohanim Yikahu, that all the rest of Kohanim are allowed to marry her, as long as they're not the Kohen Gadol. Yehuda Omer Yehuda says, Minamasim l'kuhuni yikachu. Again, Yehuda puts, it, it puts out this opinion, which is again his strict opinion, that if her initial husband was somebody 
was able to be married to, to a Kohen, then yes, now the Kohen can marry her. Yehuda Lutamei, Yehuda goes, follows his reasoning, to Amr, Bas Ger Zachar, Kabas Chalal Zachar, he says the daughter of a male Ger is like the daughter of a male Chalal, Kal Sh'ata Nosei Bito, anybody who you're allowed to marry his daughter, Ata Nosei Almanuso, you're allowed to marry his widow. Anybody whose daughter you're allowed to, you're not allowed to marry, can't marry his almana. And yes, according to Behuda, what this means is, if this woman was initially married to somebody who is not allowed to be married to a Kohen, then she becomes defiled and she cannot marry a Kohen as an almana because of her initial relationship. We learned at the end of the Mishnah that Rabbi Yossi takes the most lenient opinion in our Mishnah, which is, even a ger, a who marries a gyoras, halach is a child allowed to marry a kohen. As the Mishnah said very clearly, one second, at the end, that daughter is going to be, going to be permissible to marry a kohen. Gemara says, Amr Pamnuna, Mishmeid Ula, Rapamnuna stated clearly in the name of Ula, Halacha Krebiosi. The Halacha is like Krebiosi, and therefore the Halacha would be a convert who marries a convert and they have a daughter, their child is permissible to a Kohen. The Kohen can marry her. Chinam Rabba Bar Barchana, Halacha Krebiosi, Rabba Barchana said the same thing. The Halacha is like Krebiosi, and that child is allowed to marry a Kohen. Now the Gemara actually just reports. Umiyom shechar beisamikdash on the day that the beisamikdash was destroyed, nagu kohanim silsu ba'atzman kohanim elevated themselves and therefore they did not marry the child of a convert. Kribelazer ben Yaakov, just like Kribelazer ben Yaakov, Amar Nachman, Amar Lihuna, Bal Imla, they they passed in like Kribelazer ben Yaakov and they don't marry uh, the child of a convert unless one of the parents were parents were. Were, uh, were born Jewish. Amr of Nachman, Nachman says, Arli Huna. Huna told me the following. This is how to deal with the situation. Limlach, if they come to ask the question, Morum lo Rebelezer ben Yaakov, we pass like Rebelezer ben Yaakov, Nasa emoti and osa mimenu In other words, the strict halacha is like Rebiosi, and therefore, if a person decided to get married, Cohen decided to marry the child of a convert, of two converts, we don't get involved, and that's fine. But if they come to ask, we say you should just know the minig of the Kohanim, they have accepted upon themselves this minig not to marry such a child. The Mishnah continues. Ha'omer benizem mamzer. A person says, this son of mine, he is a mamzer. Now what the halacha is, ain't no ne'man. He doesn't have the ne'man. We don't, we don't give him the ability to be able to make such a statement about his own child. Why? Because he's saying Edus over here. And he's related. So therefore, his Edus doesn't work. Well, she says that clearly, Eino Neman, why Dekaru He is a relative of this child. Veinu Kasher Lahayyad Alav. He can't say any Edus on this person. Even if both, the husband and the wife, both say, we're letting you know this child that this woman is pregnant with, so both the husband and the wife say, this child that is being carried right now is a mamzer, because it, it, it is the product of a relationship, a forbidden relationship outside of the marriage. 
they both say, Modim al mamzerho, they're not believed. says they are believed. So if both a husband and a wife come to Basin and say, Mazel Tov, there is a pregnancy over here, and they say, but we're letting you know, this pregnancy did not happen between husband and wife. Rather, she stepped out of the marriage and she became pregnant with another person. According to the first opinion, we say, thank you very much, we don't believe you. And according to Behuda, we will believe them. Gemara says, hold on a second. What's the additional point, that if, even if both of them say it? In other words, if he's not believed and she's not believed, so then it's really zero plus zero equals zero. Why is there an extra chiddush in saying that even if both of them say that the child is a mamzer, they're both related to the child, and therefore if he's not, real, if he, if he's not believed, she's not believed. So what's the addition, what, what is the additional chiddush in the fact that two people who are not believed will, not, will, not, will still not be believed? Gemara says, Lomi Kamar. It's really just giving us additional information that we didn't need. Lomi Bai, I don't even need to tell you, he is not believed because he doesn't know what happened. Again, he's reporting and saying that this child is not from me. But he wasn't there to know what happened. He can't tell you how she became pregnant. Even her to Kimla, she should have some element of, of trustworthiness in this case because she knows what happened. Still, lo menhemno, she is not believed. And we also don't need to tell you when the child was already born, every single yid is born with the kashrus. We assume that everybody is a kosher child. And still, if the child was born that way, a father can't say, hey, this child, who otherwise would have assumed as a kosher child, is a mamzer. The low mehemni is not believed to say that. Elafilu, uber, a, a, a fetus, was not born yet. If you're not born yet, you can't have a cheskus kashrus. The less lechazaka, the kashrus, lo mehemni. In other words, the point is to, point, to bring out these two, these two points. Number one, you might think she's more trustworthy because she's the one who had the relationship and therefore she should be able to tell you who the father of this child is and whether this child is a mamzer. Still, we don't believe her because she's not a menace to ruin the child's life. And the second chiddush is that you might think that the only time they're not believed is when the child was born already with a cheskus kashus, and that's why they're not believed. The Mishnah is teaching you that no, even if the child is not born yet, and it's just, in other words, you would think that if the child is not born, in that case, it would be believed because he has no cheskus kashras. The Kiddush of the mission is they're still not believed, despite the fact that the child has no cheskus kashras because he wasn't born. Yehuda says they are believed. Kiddutanya, where does he get this from? Why does he say that they are believed? He says because we have a, we have a pasuk. Kiddutanya Yakir. The pasuk tells you when it comes to the dinim of Yerusha, kies habachar ben hasnua Yakir. The father can recognize who the Bechar is. Yakir means he can make him recognizable to others. From here we learn, A person is believed to say that this is my Bechar. Why is that relevant? Because the Bechar gets more money. He gets a double share. He goes on to say, Just like a person has the Ne'emanas. He is believed. 
he is able to make a statement that this is my oldest child. He can say that this child was born through an illegitimate relationship. Chacham disagree and say he is not believed. Hold on a second. Nachman Bar-Yitzchak says to Rabbah, Bishlam Rabbi Yehuda, Hanadachsev Yakir. We understand why, according to Rabbi Yehuda, it says the word Yakir. El Rabbanan, Yakir Lamali. What do you need Yakir for? Gemara says, B'tzara Chakera. It's a case where we need to have some type of hacker. So what's it relevant for? Like we pointed out before, Lasses Lo Pishnayim. To give this child a double inheritance. Gemara says, Pshita. Why do you need to have them manas to give a kid a second share of inheritance? Lomali kra. What do you need a pasuk for? Migudi boy matana milo yavle milo yavle. In other words, we're talking about his money. So if the father, the father should be neeman to say, listen, you don't want to believe me that he gets a double inheritance. I'll give him the gift right now. It's my money. The Gemara says, we're talking about We're talking about possessions that came after the father already made the statement that he's his oldest child. The Gemara says, all right, that's essentially so we understand why you need to have a Pasuk. But, person could say, this is my oldest child, and therefore everything that I will ever own will be, will, will be subject to a double inheritance for him. Why do you need to have the Pasuk of Yakir? In other words, why does the Pasuk need to give you a special ability to recognize the eldest child? It's talking about when these Nechassim came into his possession while he was a Goseis. And there's a number of different understandings is what the problem over there is. But the simple understanding is, in Rabbi Meir, according to Rabbi Meir, even if you could go ahead and be Makhdun Davar Olam, that's not going to be true when he's a Goseis, because we're talking about a person who's going to die soon. And therefore, things that are going to come in the future will come after he dies. We'll stop here. Have a wonderful day. Oh, yeah.